welcome back to the Bug in a Rug podcast. As always, my name's Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. And today we would like to wish you a happy November. We're getting in there. Yes. Into... Into what? November. Oh, I was like, into what? <laughs> into November. It's just, just November. <laughs> November, where the leaves turn colors. And we celebrate pilgrims. Boo. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're Don't sorry. throw tomatoes. Both teams are trying very hard. You know, through all this, you're the best looking one out there. You know, for you, you to say, say that. that. <laughs> well, today Whitney's got a story for me that may or may not keep me up at night. Hopefully we will still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. And this story will warm our hearts during this week in November. <laughs> I just want to preface this by saying it's not our <laughs> traditional Anything. Yeah, what's say, our tradition? It's not our traditional know. bag, but I don't think that that <laughs> sentence makes a lot of sense. Anyway. Walking in the club purse first. Bam! Walking in the club purse first. Right. <laughs> We're anybody, back on RuPaul if anybody hasn't Anybody who's been concerned, we did start. We are back to watching RuPaul's Drag yeah. Race. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, uh, the problem with this story is that I started writing like a little snippet for the beginning like that's all I thought I was gonna do and then it turned into a full story sure. instead of like a side story okay this little snippet turned into something you know we could have never imagined <laughs> we grew never, up so big <laughs> it grew into something quite lovely but not um so I started off with something that was more of like a current event okay uh so we're just gonna dive in sure I'm bad with intros yeah it's fine I've noticed so we are in the middle of a global pandemic uh, face masks have become mandatory in most public settings around the world, not yeah. just the United States. Mm-hmm. Planes, trains, and buses are no exception. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Listen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but shush, but I need buses. <laughs> okay, planes, trains, and buses specifically. <laughs> yes. Uh, on September 14th of 2020, passengers on a public transportation bus from Swinton to Manchester in the United Kingdom noticed something strange about one of the riders when his face mask began to move on its own. <gasps> ew, ew, <laughs> ew, my God, what is it? Oh, no. The man had apparently coiled a large snake around his head and positioned it to use as a makeshift face covering. A fellow passenger told reporters that she just thought it was, quote, a funny mask until it moved. She went on to say that it was actually really funny and no one on the bus seemed to care. Photos taken about the man in question show that he had no mask underneath of the live animal, which was wrapped around his head. A spokesperson from the Transport for Greater Manchester, which I guess is the, they oversee the bus transportation system there, said, quote, government guidance clearly states this needn't be a surgical mask and that passengers can make their own or wear something suitable, such as a scarf or bandana. While there's a small degree of interpretation that can be applied to this, we do not believe it extends to the use of snake skin, especially when it's still attached to the snake. (laughs) I have a few questions. Um, Just a few. Um, I'm going to start out with why, though. (laughs) Why not? Hey, nobody's going to know. They're going to know. How would they know? <laughs> Wait, did they interview the guy that had the... Absolutely sm- not. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
this where did he go? Listen, where did he come from? Where did he go? I do. This article, I was reading a totally different article, and this was one of those, can you believe this happened? Like, yeah. aliens were found in New York subway or something. Like, how okay. they just have things that pop okay, up. Okay, men in black. And so I, I, I clicked, hey, I couldn't think of anything quick enough. I just went with it. Sometimes I start a sentence, and I just hope I find it along the way. No, I okay. I was reading something else, and this story popped up, and then I was like, Snakes on a bus. Right, right, right. I'm tired of these mother effing snakes on this mother effing bus. Yes. Interesting. And so he just left. Yeah. The bus. Yeah. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Well, I don't know. That's literally the end. The article goes on to say that the type of snake was not known, and if it had been poisonous, Venomous. it would have been. I'm sorry. There's a difference. I understand. This is what the article said. Okay. Well, the article's wrong. <laughs> the article goes on to say that the type of snake was not known, and if it had been venomous, although the article says poisonous, it would have been very dangerous to the man and to other passengers. Really? <laughs> I know. I want to put that together. I was like, oh, oh, oh you okay. don't say. You don't. They said it had diamond-like markings, and well, I, well. he did not have a diamond back anything now okay so that was our first our first story mini story new bus new story on sunday october 2015 a philadelphia bus driver stopped and evacuated his entire bus after finding a snake curled up on one of the seats oh a man had gone he's just a passenger listen (laughs) He didn't pay his. his Did he check for ID or a bus ticket? He didn't pay his ticket. (laughs) A a man had gotten onto the bus with a snake around his neck, covered by his jacket, and the snake just got loose. Apparently, sure. Animal animal control was called and returned the reptile to its owner. The news reporter on Fox Twenty Six Houston had this to say. Quote, Philadelphia bus driver got a little creepy, crawly, slithery shock on Sunday. Snakes on a bus. Not a movie. It's a real thing. The driver evacuated the city bus after a snake was found curled up on the seat. Officials say a passenger got on the route and with a snake around his neck, used the jacket to hide the reptile. The snake got loose. Driver stops the bus, calls animal control, and Samuel L. Jackson, nowhere to be found. End quote. <laughs> snakes on a bus, the sequel to Snakes on a Plane. Not a movie. It's a real Not thing. Not as riveting as the first one, I must say. I just liked that that reporter. Well, I just started Googling snakes on a bus. Yeah. And it happens too many times. Yeah. Yeah. April 2019. This article is entitled, A Bus Inspector in Wren Freshwire turned zookeeper after discovering a fair dodging reptile on one of his vehicles there is another article about the same story that is titled snakes on a bus paisley bus driver bus slippery passenger for snaking a free ride um i didn't get that Wait, are there supposed to be puns in there a slippery passenger who was snaking a free ride snaking a free ride mm-hmm. what does that mean taking a free ride he like that was dumb slyly slyly got on there they could have done better listen (laughs) take it up with them okay (laughs) 
So Mick MacArthur was more than used to dealing with late night passengers, traffic issues, and other emergencies, but after customers spotted their unusual companion on the bus in Paisley on Friday evening, he calmly retrieved the bright orange snake. The harmless corn snake has now been reunited with its owner after a phone call to lost property. It appears to have escaped from its owner's bag during the journey on the McGill's service earlier that day. As it made its way along the window ledge, passengers raised the alarm and the driver called the problem into the control room. Mr. MacArthur, an on-street inspector, was not phased by the unexpected call to call out to Aberdeen Street. Ralph Roberts, McGill's managing director, told BBC News website, quote, Mick took one look at it and said he thought it was just a corn snake. He lifted it up and kept it safe before it could upset any of the passengers. The harmless corn snake was then reunited with its owner. The story has been shared on the bus company's Facebook page, attracting hundreds of comments. Stephen Oliver said, Surely you mean Paisley. Welcome aboard McGill's buses. And Lynn Todd added, quote, Well done, Mick, but there are plenty of snakes using the buses. I don't know why. Are they talking about people? What? It's she said, "Well done, Mick, but there are plenty of snakes using the buses." I mean, you've already told us three stories, so she's not wrong. Or he, I think she's trying to they're trying to say that people, people are snakes. snakes. I mean, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. <laughs> I want to know how that works. The lost and found for the buses, they called it in and said, "Hey, we got a lost, a lost snake." Property. Yeah, a lost property. And the person goes, I lost a snake. And and they're like, like, oh, we got a call for a lost snake. And then they reunited with the owner. Basically. That's amazing. The Scottish SPCA inspector Jan Torman said, quote, we were alerted to the corn snake on the bus by the driver. Police Scotland dealt with the incident. And when I contacted the police to make sure the snake was safe, he was already in transit on the way to the station with his owner, to meet its owner. Corn snakes are cute. They're small. Yeah, he was really cute. There's mm-hmm. lots of pictures of him just, like, hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> and one with the bus driver, like, holding yes! him, like, like. <laughs> Fabulous. Now, this one I'm going to read to you. And we might, I might need you to the, explain uh, The it ones to me. you haven't? Yeah, but I, this one I'm not entirely sure what happened. Okay. This is um, from a news um, broadcast, and this is the quote from it. Good morning, I'm Renee Montong, and allow me to just say one more time, snakes on a bus. A very big bow constrictor hanging out in Brooklyn's B-12 bus just as the driver began his route. Pictures online show a long brown and black boa slithering up the back window. The previous driver did see a rider carrying a snake who may maybe abandoned it, but with its ugly sweater pet and Vince turning up all over this holiday season, the snake might just have fled. It's morning edition. What? <laughs> Apparently, in Brooklyn, people were having ugly sweater pet events. Like the pets look like ugly sweaters, or you bring your pet in an ugly sweater? I have no idea. And then my question from there is, did that boa constrictor have an ugly sweater on? Or did he look like an ugly sweater? Because, did you know, carpet pythons are actually named because they look like old, like, oriental carpets. That's cool. So, like, they could, because they looked like, I mean, did he look like an old ugly sweater? Maybe. Yeah, but what came first? I would say that ugly sweaters look like, ugly carpets, or, or, excuse me, oriental carpets look like snakes. I mean, they might not have discovered the carpet python. I mean, I'm sure there's been ugly carpets for Mm, centuries. Scientists have yet to agree. Scientists have yet to agree. But I think... 
this lady is saying there's a bow constrictor on a bus. No, I got that. He's climbing up the back window. I yeah, got that. But Someone may they, have abandoned him. Or the snake ran away on the way because they didn't want to go to the party. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> well, maybe they were, be, they were being called ugly, like an ugly sweater, and they're like, Psh, I'll get up on this stuff. Can you only bring ugly pets? I, that's my question. Are I they ugly pets? Or are they America pets in ugly sweaters? America, explain. <laughs> From snakes on a bus to bigger than a bus, I present to you our final installment of this episode, the Titanoboa. Jesus. <laughs> have you heard of Titanoboa? No, I have not. Titanoboa literally means the Titanic snake, in case you couldn't put that together. I mean, I was assuming. Clues. I was assuming. Titanoboa uh, fossils were unearthed. And put together, um, and the Titanoboa was said to have been 48 feet long and weigh 1.5 tons, which is long, larger and longer than a school bus. 60 million years ago, it was the largest predator on the planet and uh, remained that way for 10 million years after the extinction of the dinosaurs. Okay. It's a big old snake boy. Good. A replica was revealed in the New York City Grand Central Station in 2012 ahead of the Smithsonian Channel's documentary about the discovery of the creature's remains. So they, like, put together a um, replica and yeah. just put it in Grand Central Station. Yeah, I know. I was kind of confused about that, but I was like, like, okay. It's, curled up, and then its mouth is pointing towards the sky like it's going to swallow anybody who falls into it. Amazing. I love that. University of Florida. Oh, is it like one of those fun things where it's under like a glass floor and you don't realize like you're walking by and then you're like, oh my God, I'm going to fall in snake's mouth. But there's, it's a glass floor. So I wish. Okay. No. Oh. And I don't think it's still there. But. Oh, well, I'm disappointed all uh, around. Listen, me too. <laughs> uh, this was in 2012. So oh, I got you, got you, got you. It's gotcha. been a minute. Uh, they found bigger snakes, I'm Since sure. then, of course, of course. <laughs> A rev- uh, University of Florida scientist Jonathan Block discovered the vertebrae and bones of the large snake in a Columbia coal mine. He said, quote, I did not recognize it as a snake. I thought maybe as some type of strange crocodile. It was the scale that threw me off. He went on to say the only way to get a snake that size is to increase the, tem- the temperature substantially. So he said everything was getting really hot, and for some reason, the snakes got bigger. Well, I mean, because they are reptiles mm-hmm. and reptiles are cold-blooded so they do much better when it's warmer because that's i mean their body heat is the temperature that it is outside yeah so i mean that could be true and that could be why we have like giant crocodiles and things like that mm-hmm. giant iguanas we did when like it was warmer. Yeah, yeah yeah when it was warmer mm-hmm. right that, makes, that sense. Would make sense. I figured you'd understand what he was saying. Yeah. But, I mean, all animals were giant then, too, because we had... Well, I don't know the same years, but, I mean, giant sloths, giant anteaters, giant mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it could have been warmer temperatures made it easier for them to live. True. Uh, during his research, uh, the Mr. Block... I don't think he's a doctor. I just a scientist. Uh, Mr. Block uh, was bit on the leg by a 10-foot anaconda... They were trying to film this documentary, and he was doing research, and he was bit by this anaconda, and there's video footage of it. And he said, <laughs> quote, 10 feet is a really small snake compared to Titanoboa, so I really gained a new respect for the predator of this size. I mean... Other quotes from Mr. That's Block. nothing to sniff at. <laughs> 10 feet or Titanoboa? 10 feet. No, it's huge. That's why he's like, it's pretty small. I was like, sir. I mean, the one at the zoo's like 16, so... 
if he works with snakes, then that probably is small for him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't look... Anacondas can get way bigger than that. It was so. not nearly as thick as Monty. In the yeah. Video. Well, she's six feet longer than that, so... Yeah. And she's not an anaconda. True. So... She's a python. Yeah. Hey, that makes a lot of sense why she didn't look anything like the snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, a lot of people so... come by and they're like, oh, she's an anaconda. And I'm like, nope. They're like, I've seen the movie. I'm like, nope. <laughs> no. Maybe they used a boa constrictor in the movie Anaconda. Maybe she's not a bo- she's a Burmese pi- Burmese python. Maybe they used a Burmese python when they filmed Anaconda. Maybe. Maybe they used a Titanobo when oh, they filmed yeah. Anaconda. The last one to ever live. <laughs> so other quotes from Mr. Block that I found um interesting were quote, it could have dealt with a cow pretty easily. And uh, oh, and this this quote is from a man who came to visit the replica in New York City Grand Central Station. Okay. He's, he was a pretty large African-American man, and he said, quote, I'm a pretty big guy, and I'm nothing compared to that. <laughs> nobody is. Sir, it's Sir, the nobody size is. of a, it's bigger than a bus. <laughs> oh my goodness. And to wrap up today, snaky things. I would like to bring your attention to a computer game called Snakey Bus. <laughs> Have you seen it? No. <laughs> you know the old, like, phone games where you had to, like, move the little snake around and eat the blocks? Yeah. And you'd get bigger as you went? Sure. This is, you're a bus, and you're, like, in the city. Like, from bus view, like, you're the driver. And you have to snake your way through the streets and, like, pick up people as you go. And mm-hmm. the more people you pick up, the longer your bus gets. Okay. But if you, like, hit a car or something, you get launched into the air. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, this weird roller coaster without tracks. And it made me a little bit motion sick, even though it's, like, cartoon. <laughs> and it really has nothing to do with snakes. No, but it's called Snakey Bus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a... It's like a... Uh... Did you Snake want the, Transformer. Did you want You know the, how some of the Transformers can turn into dinosaurs? Yes. Well, it turns into <gasps> a Yeah, it turns into a giant snake. Did you want them to call it Long Flexible Bus? Yes. Long Flexible Bus. Game. LFB. LFB. <laughs> so, uh, I know that wasn't, like, super creepy, but I know some people don't for care some for people, snakes. Yeah. And um, finding one randomly on your bus seat would be... But make me nervous at first. Yeah. Because I wouldn't know. I wouldn't be able to look at a snake and say that's poisonous or not. Yeah. Venomous. I wouldn't be able to. So tell me the difference because it's. I know it's important. Venomous is it bites you and you get sick and poisonous would be you bite it and you get sick. I'm sure that um, some snakes, snakes could be poisonous. I'm sure that most <laughs> snakes in their raw form. But you have to think of it like <laughs> venomous is like it, it has fangs and it bites mm-hmm. you and injects venom. Poisonous would be like, you eat a poisonous mushroom, and then you get sick. Or you trip. Or you trip? Like, loose. Oh, I was like, you trip and fall? <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say, then you trip balls, but I didn't think that was appropriate. Well. Um, so what'd you think? It probably won't keep you up at night, but. No. Um, I don't really have, I don't really have too much of a problem with snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I really ever have. But working at the zoo especially really hasn't. I mean, you definitely have to respect them. I'm not just going to waltz in there with Monty, the 16-foot Burmese python. But, like, she doesn't necessarily scare me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think they're fun stories. Yeah. 
I like them. I also had thought about... I like how people have just decided to start wearing snakes. Anything's a mask now, huh? Anything's a mask now, huh? Well, I just thought it was funny. Just tape some leaves together. (laughs) The Department of Transportation, or whatever their their version of it there, was like, we're pretty flexible, but like... (laughs) That's not a mask. (laughs) You're pushing it, buddy. One of the reasons that I thought this story was interesting is because I had this flashback to... And I don't know if it's a true story or if it's like a like a fable or a legend or something about the lady oh, who had a, a python in her basement. I have no idea what you're talking about. There was there's a story and it was like the, this family had a python in their basement and they would it was too big to like having a glass thing upstairs. So oh, and then it laid in her bed and they actually found out it was sizing them up to see if it could eat her. No, that's wild. That's not what I was going to say. But it was like the either the the owner of it was the only person that could feed it because it it got kind of aggressive. So um, that was the only person that was allowed to open the lid to their enclosure. But like someone broke in their house and opened it and the person was like attacked by the snake and um, it started to eat them. And they were like, shouldn't we call like the police? And the owner was like, we'll wait a while. <laughs> like, let him, he was like, it was like coiled around him. And yeah. he was like, nah, he can get squeezed for a little bit. <laughs> She'll take her time with him. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. This was a, I don't know if it was like a, like a scary story. Or if it was know. just like a, this actually happened. I don't know. I'm sure it has. People have broken in and, I mean, people have snakes all the time. Yes. As pets, but also like poisonous ones and stuff like that. Venomous. Venomous. You've got me all confuzzled. Yeah, so that's what I have. No, it was good. Snakes on a bus. We should make that movie. Snakes on a bus. And the snakes cut the brakes. Wait, no. This. <laughs> Put <laughs> a snake on your face, I'm or gonna... are you just protecting yourself from COVID? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I can't believe that people just thought it was a regular mask, and then suddenly they're like... People have all kinds of masks, though, you know what I mean? So, if you just... Yeah, but when you're on a public transit bus, you're not really, you know, making eye contact with everybody and staring at them intently. You're just going about your day. (laughs) Then it moves, and you're like, oh... "Oh, What is that? What is that? (laughs) Oh, no. I like it. Snakes on a bus. Snakes on a bus. Next movie. All right. Samuel Jackson, where you at, boy? (laughs) He's not gonna. He's not. We might be able to get Ice Cube. We'll just remake planes, trains, and automobiles. But since he already did planes, we'll do buses, trains, and automobiles, and we'll make it the sequel to Snakes on a Plane. Yeah, but Ice Cube, because he's an anaconda. And he lives. What if... Spoiler alert! Ice Cube and Samuel L. Jackson do the sequel. Yeah. One's the bus driver and one's the other passenger on on the bus when the snakes cut the brakes. Wait, before we go, what are we naming our movie? Anacondas on a bus? Or snakes on a... Just snakes on a bus? Snakes on a bus! I've already said this five times. Wait, it could be the sequel to Anaconda 2. Also. Snakes on an anaconda. There we go. That's what I was... Listen, that's what I was trying to get at, but like... Oh. <laughs> anyway, we'll workshop it. If you guys have good ideas for a sequel to Anaconda and Snakes on a Plane, but it's one 
one movie, let us know the titles it's that you would name it. It's a crossover. Yeah, it's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, except it's, it's, it's every movie that's ever had a snake in it. Any, probably a lot. Let us know. Let us know what you think the title should be. You can check us out on. Twitter or Instagram at BIAR Podcast. Our Facebook's just bugging a rug. You can email us your ideas at BIARpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know. Visit our website for Whitney's resources, uh, bugginarug.popping.com. Have a great day. Have a great day. Thanks Use for listening. Use proper face covering. Mass or snakes don't count. Snakes don't count. Sin- sin- I'm sorry, snakes don't count. You can still wear them as jewelry. Just wear a mask underneath, you know? Uh, Salmonella. (laughs) Alrighty. (laughs) On that note, signing off. I'm Caitlin. I'm Whitney. Bye. Sleep tight.